Today, getting through to unemployment and who can file. Plus, after this pandemic is behind us, will we see things cost more or less? This is the Seven Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures Podcast, sponsored by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Put some money back in your pocket. Auto loan rates as low as 2.49% right now at Advantage. Have a loan elsewhere? Refinance it today with Advantage. Apply online at AdvantageFCU.org. Thank you for checking out the podcast. We're posting a new episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, focused on how the COVID-19 pandemic is directly impacting you and your family's budget, helping you figure out the best money strategy. This morning, CBS News business analyst and host of the Jill on Money podcast, Jill Schlesinger, was on the radio show Spazano and Sandy on 98.9 The Buzz, like she is every Wednesday. Here's our conversation that we had this morning. It's 98.9 The Buzz. It's Spazano and Sandy. And I always look forward to Wednesdays, not because it's hump day. It's also because it's Jill Schlesinger Day from <laughs> CBS News business analyst. Hi, Jill. Good morning. You know, if you if I'm working seven days a week, mm-hmm. is my hump day officially Thursday? Right. Is that right? I think so. That's an existential question. Yeah. You can have more than one. Why not? I'm going to say Thursday. I tell you what, I do feel like things in my personal life of reporting calm Mm -hmm. down after about 11 a.m. on Thursday. Really? That's what, yeah, because the weekly claims numbers are so stressful for me. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, we're going to get another report out tomorrow. It's going to be, you know, millions of people. And I don't know if it's going to be 5 million or 2 million or 1 million, but it's just way too many people claiming unemployment. Mm -hmm. And it's so stressful because I get so uptight about those numbers. I just get so anxious for all the people who are laid off and claiming benefits. And I'm worried. I'm just, I have generalized anxiety. Doctors, can you help me through that? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a nice bottle of Glenlivet if you want to split it. I know he already said to me he was doing his notes and, and um, you know, I think that his um, his advisory council is Johnny Walker, Glenn <laughs> Livett, and McAllen. Exactly. That was about 3.30 oh, yesterday gosh. afternoon when we talked. All right. Uh, let's anyway. stay there for a second with mm-hmm. the anxiousness of unemployment. And it is a struggle for those people who are being furloughed, uh, their yeah. hours cut, they're yeah. asked to take a pay cut. It's tough to get through. Okay, you can, you can file online, sure, but if you have questions and you need to talk to somebody, it's almost like good luck trying to get a hold of somebody. Right. right. Oh yeah, forget about it. And um, and you know, obviously, the unemployment um, qualifications have been really relaxed, and and the number of people who can claim has been expanded. And there's also that extra four months of of unemployment uh, at six hundred dollars a week, which is pretty great, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a weekly benefit, which is an extra $600 and an additional 13 weeks of benefits Mm -hmm. on top of whatever you get. And every state has its own system, which is crazy making. It's totally crazy, right? Right. Um, I just want to, I know we're talking in New York, um, the New York system, the unemployment system. uh, I I would like to give you the analogy. It's essentially like the Betamax and 8-track tape of technology. (laughs) (laughs) Windows 95. That's reassuring. Oh my God, Windows would be a huge upgrade. (laughs) It would be huge. So just think about that. Betamax (laughs) and, you know, 8-track tape. Um, And so, obviously, the high 
traffic on these sites is making them crash and people in New York are going insane. Yeah. Um, hello, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. This is what happens when you don't want your taxes to be spent in ways that are really boring, like upgrading systems, right. which is incredibly like no one's like, oh, I'm so psyched that my taxes went up so that we have better unemployment systems. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants yeah. except right. when you it's need them, sexy. right? It's not sexy. It's tough. We- we got a, a question from a listener. And I don't know if you can fully answer this or not, because a lot of this is vague. But you did say they're getting a little more relaxed on who can file for unemployment. Mm-hmm. So somebody was asking, um, can I apply for unemployment benefits for a second part-time job? I think that you can, and you should be able to. And the reason is that one of the things that was expanded was the ability for gig workers to file a claim. And, oh, and essentially, yeah. if you are a gig worker, if I've got three different gigs or three different part-time jobs, I should be able to to qualify under each of those streams of income. So, you know, essentially, think of it this way. If I'm a driver and I drive for Uber and Lyft and Via, Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he is mm-hmm. still in business. But anyway, and but those are three different sources of income. Then you would claim on all three of those. So I say, yes, go for it. OK. And gotcha. then how about if you get reduced hours at work or a pay cut? Same deal. To take a pay cut? OK, absolutely. And um, and I think that um, number the, the the really it says your employer reduced your hours due to coronavirus measures. That's mm. one of the one of the characteristics that allows you to um, actually uh, apply. I have some resources on my website, Mm -hmm. uh, jillonmoney.com, and under the resource section, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff there. And you'll see that I have a link to coronavirus state unemployment benefits filing information. So it's there for you if you need it. Great. You're great. So go there first and then go to the government site. Okay. So (laughs) 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 you will definitely get through on the Jill on money site. I promise you that. Okay. So now on the other side of this, I was thinking my husband and I were debating this on the other side of this. Are we going to see better prices? Are we going to get a discount, quote unquote, or are businesses going to be like, oh, my gosh, I have to play catch up on all the lost profits and we're going to see things more expensive? Mm you know why I love you? Because you ask really smart macroeconomic questions in a real person way. So number one, thank you for that. Okay. So the way to think about this is when you have a shock to the economy, there are two different kinds of shocks in economics. There's a supply shock and there's a demand shock. So a supply shock is kind of like, uh uh-oh, we've run out of something. We've run out of rice and the price of rice starts to go up. So that's a supply shock. Okay. We have a demand shock, which is, uh-oh, we're all at home. We don't want anything except toilet paper. So <laughs> as a result, the overall level of prices should be lower. In other words, when you have a demand shock, that is deflationary in nature. In nature. So where can you see that most obviously? Well, let's look at the oil markets, right? We had oil just had a crazy week of trading this week. And you will see that the price of oil is essentially down by 85% from the beginning of the year. Wow. Now, it's amazing, right? Um, And I'll tell you something fun to like whip out at your next Zoom meeting when you talk about the oil market, but (laughs) hang on. So as a result, when the activity starts to pick up again and people get 
out of their homes, they go to work, they're commuting, then it is possible and even likely that we will see demand for oil pick up and the price should rise. Mm -hmm. But just to put this in perspective, the consumption of petroleum products has dropped to the lowest level in 30 years. That means that there's no way the price is going up fast. And Uh that's just one thing. So overall, when you have a demand shock like we have right now, Mm -hmm. prices are going to remain low. So here's to the question. When you think about, Sandy, if you're like, oh, I want to buy something tomorrow, you say, oh, wait, why should I buy it tomorrow? I might might wait to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. And that is actually not great for the economy. That's the problem with deflation because people put off their purchases thinking prices will keep going lower and lower and lower, which is why deflation can be really hard to stop. And we saw this after the financial crisis, that prices just were really low for a really long time. And if you, I know that everyone's like, oh, well, pr- things cost more every day. But really, the, the analytical part of this is that when you have periods of deflation, overall prices drop. doesn't mean that certain things can't rise in value. It just means that it's going to be lower. So here's what I'm thinking. For the household of Jill Schlesinger, mm-hmm. um, like I'm even thinking, like, hmm, is this the year to buy a, a car? Because oh, yeah. prices are going to get just slaughtered. No one's buying cars. And at the end, on December 30th, which is when I love to shop for cars, I love to buy a used car that's sitting on the lot where they have to have a day to get it off their lot ah. before they can clear out their inventory. Ah, yeah. So in that case, yeah, it would be a great time to buy something, a big purchase like that. And we're just going to have to wait and see how quickly the global economy and demand picks up. We don't know yet. Okay. The you know you see a lot of no interest financing like stretching that's going on with big ticket stuff like sidings and roofs and and big ticket things like that. Uh, I think isn't that another sign of that we're all trying they're all trying to get you to do stuff but they'll take longer to, yes, to get your money. Abso- yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who are looking at you know they're living in their homes and they may be saying to themselves you know how would I want to re or organize and redecorate or refurnish my household. Mm-hmm. And I also think what could be interesting is there are a lot of companies that are going to say, you know what, uh, we like you guys working from home. You mm-hmm. know, it may not be great for you know your real life because mm-hmm. people love to go into work many cases, but mm-hmm. maybe we like that. And then maybe um, you're going to say, well, if I'm going to work from home, I need a better desk. Or I need right. a better chair, right. or whatever it is. So, some I think that things are going to really um, be interesting coming out of this crisis and trying to figure out like what you know when we talk about the new normal, which is so overused. Mm. But that said, the new normal of work of what what we spend money on, I don't know. Do you feel like you're saving up and you want to buy stuff and you're going to have this pent up demand for I don't know what? What is it that you're not spending money on? I guess you know getting your hair personal services. Mm-hmm. Like, will you want to get your hair cut? Yeah, probably. Am I going to get my hair cut six times by the end of the year? Probably not. So, you know, there's going to be people who really want your business, and I think they're going to drop their prices to get you to work with them. Jill, awesome, as usual. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money is her book. Get it on Amazon. Buy six of them for the rest of the year, and you should Mm, be fine. That's good. Thanks, Jill. Talk to you next week. Take care.